0: One hundred seventy-nine, the two thousand sixteen year in review of the Spanish announced table. T-Mac, how are you? It's good. Another year is come and gone. We're yes, still here. The year of Pro
1: Wrestling. Two thousand
0: sixteen, yeah, the Year of Pro Wrestling. This was, and I'm glad you said that because we're going to get into that later when we get into some of our year in the in review stuff. But two thousand sixteen was dubbed by you as the Year of Pro Wrestling, and it has come to an end. And we will cover. Just about everything about it uh, but before we get into that how was let's let's start in zoomed in how was your week it was good Christmas happened uh, since we last talked uh, had a
1: good Christmas That's true first time first time doing it with a significant other mm-hmm. as far as the holiday and that was uh, challenging and fun
0: yeah yeah yes did you did you learn anything about time. yourself in that process? like
1: i'm i'm not as high strung as i thought i would be oh i thought i'd be like oh god we gotta go and then we gotta do "Uh, uh," and i was really like "Eh, fuck it yeah fuck it man and it all worked out yeah her family was very understanding my family was very understanding yeah because everyone was delightful
0: you have a split family we've covered this before so you have to travel to a couple homes for the holidays and now you added another one
1: (laughs) Yeah, what we did was Christmas Eve was my mom's – I did my Christmas with my mom on Christmas Eve. Then Christmas Day was with her family. Christmas night, she came with me to my dad's, and then Monday morning – uh was we go see a movie on christmas but because christmas was on a sunday and my family goes to church they went to church so we did our christmas movie on a monday and we saw that and she came with us to that what did you see sing the animated movie where they sing it was
0: very delightful my kids really wanted to go to that and the day after christmas we went to go to that and it was sold out by the time we got there uh and so they went and saw moana Uh, Two children, and we saw Jackie, which was a really good movie.
1: Uh, We actually, that night then, because she has two brothers, we went with them and their significant others, and we saw another movie that night. We saw Rival with Amy Adams. Yeah,
0: yeah, is that good, huh?
1: Very good. Both movies were very good. Go see Sing with the kids. Even if you're not,
0: if you don't have kids, Oh yeah, it's a
2: very good movie.
1: No, yeah, no,
0: we were going to see it with them, and I think what we did was we had messed up. We had thought the times was later because we were going off of the previous day's times and found out when we got there, we were like, oh, it just started, right? But we thought, ah, we'll just dismiss the previews, but it was uh, already just well sold out. And so they had two tickets together for Moana, so we had the kids do that, and then we got Jackie, yeah. The movies are very uh, busy around that time of year, so we kind of forgot uh, about that.
1: Mona. What is it called? What was is
0: it, it? It's Moana, isn't it? Moana. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's one with the one The Rock. That's the Rock? Yep.
1: Did they like The Rock?
0: They said they liked that movie, yeah. I didn't ask them specifically about Mr. Mister Rocks, but Yeah. Yeah, and he, uh you said you got a bunch of socks for Christmas. You're excited. I got about
1: 17 pairs of socks. I got an Enzo and Cass. I got a Sean Kemp. I got a Dr. J. I got a Shaquille O'Neal. I got uh, three pairs of Ultimate Warrior, three pairs of Macho Man. Uh, then I got the rest were like desi- designs, like fun designs that made you a pop and woo. Oh, and then I got some Sean Kemp's, and then I got some Jason Williams and Vladdy Devok together. Uh, Sacramento Kings, late 90s, early 2000s. Come on with it. Um and then, yeah. So I got a lot of socks. I got this cool ass cup of Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a glass cup, too. It's yep. classy. It's, it is classy. Uh, what else did I get? Uh, oh, uh, in an indirect way, I got a Fitbit. Oh, nice. This.
0: An indirect because, way.
1: Yeah, well, because uh, M got a new one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so
1: she's like, well, I don't have anything to do with this old one. And I was like, well, let me try it. And so. I'm trying her old one to see if I want one, and they're so fun.
0: Are they fun? Yeah, I've I've seen them before, and I thought, man, I see a lot a lot of people wearing these, uh, especially because yeah, you know if you're into fitness, uh, I, I assume they're very they're very good.
1: Well, it's not. I mean, if you're using this just for your fitness, then stop being a fat ass and just move around. Yeah. But it's fun to be like, hey, am I on target? Like right now, I'll tell you how many steps I'm at. Hold on. You touch the thing. Oh, and it's also cool because it syncs up to your phone. So if you get a phone call and your phone's away, it vibrates. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have 7,930 steps so far today.
0: You're supposed to get 10,000, aren't you? Yep. Ooh, you got a lot of steps to do. Nah. You ain't stepping while we're doing this show. I've been doing 100 crunches.
1: Nice. or they're called ab mat sit-ups specifically mm-hmm. i've been doing 100 ab mat sit-ups every day and so i'll get it in with that uh and oh i've been i changed up my uh workout time to noon instead of five o'clock and now i feel a good burn yeah uh, i feel like i'm back to like you know i'm still eating yeah. chocolate which that'll go away soon hopefully once it's all gone it's so but um uh, man i'm starting to feel that good sore when i lost all that weight the first time so i think it's coming off again boy Woo, i'm flexing on these pitches Nice. Uh, remember when I used to say that? and yeah. all these bitches.
0: Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That yeah. was fun times. Fun. All right, well. What about you? So you saw some movies? We did see some movies. Um I got a a couple things. You know, the uh kids got me some things from uh like their school rewards uh place. You know, they get rewards and they're able to go like shop at their school store and stuff. Son got me a um a century it's like a um, chronicling book of baseball you should you should Ooh. see it you'll love this thing it's huge it's like you know what i mean a book that's you know a couple inches thick so that'll be fun uh started looking through that and so it starts in 1900 and ends in 2000 mm-hmm. and there's a lot of neat information in there 27 uh, yankees mm-hmm. oh murder's yeah, row um that. and then i got this uh my wife got a nice uh, it's like an organizational tool for cords so you know with this show and some stuff we've been traveling sometimes and doing some stuff on site and uh, I had a little bag and you know a bunch of stuff shoved in there. This allows you to like kind of lay all the cords out and you can, like roll them all up and and things like that. Roll up, roll up. Uh, got a new sign for the house, a new K State sign. I put that on the Facebook. You probably saw that. It says Wabash on it, which uh, which is fun because we've got K State paraphernalia all over the place, but nothing said Wabash, so that was fun. What does that mean? Uh, Wabash is so they play the Wabash Cannonball is the uh, like their major kind of theme song. That's the one where they're all. kind of leaning forward and back. You ever seen them do that in the uh, things where, so the song's playing and I'll start rocking back and forth, right, to the song, and the person next to you is rocking back and forth, but they're doing it on the off, right? So if you're back there, forward, and the whole crowd does that, and it kind of looks like a, you know, I don't know, just like a ripple wave. Uh, So back in the 1800s or something, the music building burnt down, uh, like the day of the game or beforehand, and so that was the only sheet music they were able to salvage, and so they had to play that. Until like new music buildings were built and they brought all that in, so they kept that as a tradition and they play that song a lot uh, during the during the games. Yeah, and then Fascinating. I got and then I got a GoPro camera, uh, which will be fun. Going to use that for some videos, hopefully coming up here. Been working on some cool stuff for that.
1: Oh, and I got two tickets to Tom Segura. Yeah, I forget about that yeah. January seventh. I'm going to Tom Segura, which is going to be so much fun.
0: <laughs> that he is hilarious. Love that guy. Very, very funny. Super fun. So that'll be fun. That was Christmas of 2016. And speaking of 2016, a lot happened, especially in pro wrestling, since it was the year of pro pro wrestling. wrestling. So we always kick this show off with the mother-loving news. Uh, So let's just start with a recap of the year's mother-loving news. You like that? Oh yeah. Let's do that. Let's try that. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So I, being smart, when we type up these news every week, have saved them in our Google Drive folder and was able to go back uh, and look at every news story we covered in the year of Pro Wrestling 2016. So for each month, wow. I kind I of pulled out something. Yeah, for so for each month, I kind of pulled out some of the hottest news. Right, January. Yeah, right, January kicked off the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts reached number one on the iTunes charts for both sports and the documentary categories. Kurt Angle, had his, uh-huh. Kurt Angle had his final TA match. Nikki Bella had what was supposed to be career ending surgery to repair her neck, only to return to in ring action later in the year. And Flo Rida was shamed by the hip hop community after losing a rap battle to Bo Dallas on Raw. I remember that. That was yes. great. <laughs> Bo Rida, right? Yes. Uh, uh, I let's hop. Let's hop hone in on that Nikki Bella story we kind of I feel like we didn't even do that justice and a lot of people haven't uh but as far as that injury and surgery goes she came back from something that she should not have come back from to be competing in ring it's very impressive nobody really talks about that like when Steve Austin comes back from a neck injury and people like that uh, we talk about it quite a bit, but I feel like Nikki Bella kind of got swept under the rug in that, and I don't know if that's because Cena was hurt at the same time, and it's Nikki Bella, and they had the Divas Revolution going on at the time, so I don't know, but props to her. I mean, that's a big deal, you know?
1: Yeah, and people don't like her. You know? You're not going right. to praise
0: people you don't like, mm-hmm. so...
1: Uh, a lot of people don't like her for whatever reason. And so that's why it kind of gets swept under the rug. But it is a good credit. I mean she obviously when I gained a respect uh, from her. I gained respect for her from this injury because then it showed that she did have the desire to actually pro-wrestle. That's an easy thing to say like, okay I'm done. Bye.
0: See yeah. ya.
1: You know, like don't want to do it. But mm-hmm. she's like, no, I want to persevere. I want to get yeah, through this. And I like that. So respect she to her.
0: Just stuck with Total Divas and the Total Bellas and kind of been done with it and still been famous and still been rich and, you know, but no, she wanted to... And present. Kurt
1: Angle's last match was in January. Doesn't that feel like yeah. 10
0: years ago? Now, he's been wrestling on, on the indie scene of a couple of things. Like, he's wrestled but Cody Rhodes. So- yeah, right. Doesn't that feel like 10 years ago? Yeah, it does, right? I All right, mean, that feels like forever. Let's move into February. I think the biggest story then was Daniel Bryan officially announced his retirement from in-ring competition. Sonny pled guilty to three DUIs in a calendar year. And WWE suspended Titus O'Neil for 60 days after playfully grabbing Vince McMahon by the arm at the end of Raw following Daniel Bryan's retirement announcement. Huh? That was Poor a weird guy. story. That whole
1: thing—that's—that just shows you how weird pro wrestling is. Well, and that just know? shows you how
0: like Vince can be just, just a, such a weirdo. Yeah, just, just yeah, just to harp on that for no apparent reason. You know, like I don't know, maybe there's something Bryan's more that we retirement, don't know.
1: But... That was that was a big, uh, big happening as well.
0: Well, and controversial too, because you know he had doctors clearing him, but WWE. Wasn't gonna take that chance anymore, and so, you know, just kind of. A... Where was he this week? You notice oh, he wasn't know, on yeah. there this week. I don't know. JBL filled in for
1: him. Yeah, talking
0: smack. Yeah, or where he was. Yeah, maybe they had some kind of family.
1: It was but... a great episode without any authority figures. FYI. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See how you can do pro wrestling without some right. damn authority figures. Well,
0: then we moved into March, and Neville suffered a broken ankle that we keep him out of action until just a few weeks ago. Hulk Hogan was awarded $140 million after winning his lawsuit against Gawker over his highly publicized sex tape release, revealing his use of racial slurs. Hogan would eventually receive some nearly $40 million in settlements, and Gawker ceases to exist as it had before. And former WWE head of talent relations John Laurinaitis married the mother of the Bella twins.
1: Bella's got their, they're like a goddamn octopus in the (laughs) pro wrestling. They got all their antennas and
0: yes. legs
1: and everything just swapped around they're, the brass of wwe they're
0: the wwe succubus <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that hogan story was obviously the biggest story then of march and it's uh, still kinda- and how, how insane is it I, the racial slurs
1: is what the headline is but we forget that he was sleeping with another man's wife
0: and that man was was Okay with it and videotaping it, though unbeknownst to Hogan's knowledge. It's such a weird dynamic in that whole story. And there's more to follow, which we'll get into later in this news that was revealed later. But we'll move into April, Sorry. where Sting officially retired from entering competition during his WWE Hall of Fame speech. The WWE inducted the Godfather, Sting, Boss Man, Jacqueline, Stan Hansen, the Fabulous Freebirds, and Snoop Dogg into the WWE Hall of Fame. Finn Balor became the longest reigning NXT champion and the longest reigning WWE developmental champion of any territory. And China passed away in her home, later revealed to have been caused by drugs and alcohol. The producer of a documentary being filmed about her found her in her home with cameras rolling, and the producer has vowed to never let that footage air. Which I bet we will see someday.
1: Yeah, you'll see it probably in five years or some yep. bullshit like that. Yep. Uh, Sting officially retiring. That was a... Uh, yeah, because the from the match with Seth Rollins mm-hmm. where he took that buckle power bomb and couldn't recover. You
0: think we'll ever see him uh, actually wrestle again, though? You think we'll ever see him do one more? No, I no, think no, he's no. done. I think huh?
1: him, yeah, him and Shawn Michaels are both guys that like hold true to what they say, yeah. and so I think they're both like, no, nah, we're done. When we're yeah. done, we're done.
0: Okay. Uh, May came around. Adam Rose was arrested for domestic abuse during a fight with his wife, Rose, who was already serving a sixty-day WWE suspension for a wellness policy violation, eventually released from his WWE contract, and eventually, though had all charges against him dropped. Charlotte set a new women's record by appearing on an eleventh straight pay-per-view event. Cody Rhodes was granted his request for a WWE release and has publicly voiced his displeasure with WWE's creative ideas and said he was repeatedly shot down while suggesting new ideas for his character. WWE officially announced a new brand split, and Hulk Hogan's lawsuit against Gawker was revealed to have been funded by billionaire PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel, who had a very public vendetta against Gawker for outing him as a homosexual in 2007. A lot of news happened there in May. Yeah, well, that was the brand split. That was, that the, was the big split. thing
1: from that. You know what yep. I mean? That and Cody huge. Rhodes? I mean, we're still... Yeah. Yeah, Cody Rhodes. I mean, he kind of did... If you look at... Kind of – uh I was listening to the Sam Roberts podcast and him and uh, Wade Keller did this kind of perspective of how to look at two wrestlers and what the state of wrestling was by these two wrestlers. If you look at AJ Styles who signed and debuted this year with WWE, right? Yeah, Two years ago, we would have never thought that more than half of a year he would be a top guy and or champion, Yeah, right? I thought
0: they would have kept him mid-card and just – Used him as a maintenance guy.
1: And that's amazing. So that's showing that WWE is trying to be more inclusive and they didn't change his name or anything like that. Mm So you're starting to see the the development and changing perspective and culture of WWE. On the other hand, look at Cody Rhodes who – dusty Rhodes is his father gold dust is his brother he's has a job for life why would you ever leave that mm-hmm. there's no money in the independence we'll look at him now he leaves he does ring of honor he does tna he's going to do the new japan show in the bullet he's part club of, he's in the rubber band club yep. i mean he's doing all <laughs> of these amazing things and pew, pew. it shows pew, 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 and it shows that you can have life outside outside of the wwe if if you're invested into who you are as a character and have a vision on what you can do. Because the other side of that is – uh oh god Damien Sandow right yeah he goes he's Aaron Rex what's he, what's he doing
0: nothing uh, exactly, exactly because
1: he's just in there just trying to do what the company says where Cody Rhodes is like I have a vision you want to see what I can do watch me and so yeah. I think it's awesome going back to him and AJ Styles how pro wrestling has been in 2016 where you have an outsider who we all thought would never at least we never thought he would be WWE champion
0: yeah yeah, and the flagship champion.
1: Right. Then you have another guy who has a job for life and says, I want to leave the number one company because yeah. I can make money on my own.
0: How, if at the beginning of this year, unlikely of a scenario, and would you have just not believe if I would have said, there's going to be two WWE champions, right, a split title, and it's going to be Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. I yeah. And uh, it, it for a long period of time now even. And even if, if, if,
1: yeah, and even if you want to go away from Kevin Owens just because I think their plan was Finn Baylor, but with the injury, they sure. went to Kevin Owens, but still... Finn oh, Baylor. Even him. Yeah. AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Finn Baylor. I'm bigger than Finn but you're bigger than Finn mm-hmm, Baylor right. Baylor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's a five foot eight, hundred and sixty pound nerd that you can just pick up with your hand. Like just get yeah. out of here, little get guy. Out of
0: here. And Finn? and he was a champ. Yeah, I don't know. All right, then June came around and WWE began taping the Cruiserweight Classic, a thirty-two man tournament featuring cruiserweight competitors from around the globe. It was eventually revealed that the winner would be named WWE Cruiserweight Champion and would headline the new WWE Cruiserweight Division, which now has its own show on the WWE Network. And Paige and Alberto Del Rio were involved in a highly publicized and controversial event outside of a Las Vegas show theater, where the couple claims they were earlier heckled by someone who was waiting for them outside the venue. Paige reportedly was taken into custody by Las Vegas police after erratically chasing the person on foot through Las Vegas traffic. What a shitty year for Paige. Yeah. I mean, she's been suspended for it
1: seems like half the year. And she's injured. Before that, well, and she's injured. And before that, she did that stupid ass promo where I don't know if it was her idea, the writing team's idea, or whoever to come up and bring out David Flair to yeah. <laughs> Charlotte. And that was a, what, a two week build? It didn't even have any merit or clout to bring yeah. up. And God, what a just shit year for her. And she yeah. looks like a cokehead now. She mm-hmm. used to be hot. She was my pale mm-hmm. princess. Now yeah. she's just a pale trash
0: bag. <laughs> then July came around and Brock Lesnar failed a drug test following his UFC victory, something WWE clearly had no intentions of disciplining him for. And Sin Cara was involved in a fight with Simon Gotch backstage at a WWE event, something that would later reveal itself as somewhat of a theme with a the mass superstar in this year.
1: Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Are you serious? Remember that announcement? I mean, you didn't watch it live, but I did. It was at the UFC pay-per-view event where Bisping beat Luke Rockholt for the middleweight title, which that on – separate topic was insane but they do this promo and then at the end you hear a can you hear me now which is what he said in one of his UFC interviews and you're like what and then you do this pan up and then he's grinning at you yeah. and then he punches the camera and you're like holy fuck and yeah. he took on Mark Hunt the Samoan fucking bulldozer who has goddamn cinder blocks in his hands uh, and just could knock you you the dick shit off out of one him. punch and Brock Lesnar went in there and said guess what I'm gonna wrestle fuck you till <laughs> you did. love me and he fucked him he fucked him for three rounds and he won and he beat his ass and mark hunts a top 10 guy that was insane and yeah did he test for something yes he did but guess what it was for fucking testosterone we all fucking do it you do it i do it it's like taking fucking advil suck a dick he's a beast he's amazing he would have beat him without it it was incredible brock fucking lesnar god i love that motherfucker
0: then august had quite a bit of news rusev and lana got married ryback was officially released from wwe following his highly publicized tense negotiations with wwe over a new contract where ryback reportedly took a stand saying that base pay for wwe superstars should be more equal Shelton Benjamin was announced to return to WWE but was injured before ever stepping foot in an arena. Joey Styles was fired from WWE following a Facebook Q&A that the company did not like his answers to. WWE announced that they are working closely with GLAAD to help integrate LGBT characters and storylines into their television product, something we have yet (laughs) to see. Chris Jericho and Brock Lesnar were involved in a highly publicized physical altercation following the Lesnar-Orton squash match. Uh, Finn Balor was the first recipient of the new WWE Universal title, only to have it stripped days later since he was unable to compete due to suffering a separated shoulder in the title match at SummerSlam. Mr. Fuji passed away at the age of 82, and Bo Dallas was publicly arrested at an airport in Dallas for public intoxication. Dallas reportedly was telling everyone in the immediate vicinity to fuck off and then proceeded to loudly sing a song from the Lion King.
1: That's my favorite news story. (laughs) Foe Dallas is awesome.
0: The Ryback story was a big deal, and I kind of agreed with him in that the base pay should be more equal because he has a leg to stand on and say, hey, you tell me to job for these people, and now my merch doesn't sell as well because I job all the time. But that's neither here nor there now. The Joey Styles thing was kind of a screwed up deal. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, poor bastard. (laughs) And same thing with Finn Balor. This was also the year of pro wrestling injuries. We mentioned that a lot.
1: Yeah, but that happens every year. I think now it's just because they know how to diagnose injuries, whereas Finn Baylor in 1998 would have probably tried to wrestle through that and then suffered a more significant real injury that then we would have saw. So I think that's why we always hear about injuries is because we know more about what they are and what they look like, and we can diagnose it – or they can diagnose it quicker. And so that's why it gets reported.
0: Um, Mr. Fuji passing away. That sucked. Yeah, that was a that was a big deal. I liked him. All right, then September came around and PWI released its annual PWI Top 500 scoring Roman Reigns at the top of the list. Dixie Carter's role in TNA was changed and announced publicly, revealing a much less influential position for the former president of the company, fueling rumors of an impending company sale. Her previous roles were assumed by Billy Corgan. Vince McMahon tore a quad while working out. Surgery forced him to miss several events in person, though he continued his daily responsibilities from WWE headquarters in Connecticut. And Matt Seidel, formerly known as Evan Bourne, was arrested in Japan for possession of cannabis, a very serious crime in Japan, likely ending Seidel's ability to ever wrestle in the country again. Why? I get that you
2: want
1: to get high, but goddamn, man. Know your shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to say it's bad because I don't think it's bad at all. No. But if you're doing work and one of the conditions is don't do this one fucking thing, then don't do the one fucking thing, man.
0: Yeah. Well, and just like you're in an airport, man. Don't bring it to an airport. You telling me wherever you're traveling to, you're going to have trouble finding it. You're Evan fucking born. You could just ask somebody in the crowd, "Got any weed?" and they would be happy to give it to you. That's how weed works, especially or, when you're famous. Or you know just what I mean? like, Wait, wait a month. You can't wait a month. Yeah, yeah. Wait a month. Well, and you're a world traveler. You know how to get weed wherever you go. You don't need to bring yeah. it on the airport. I'm just saying,
1: why fuck up a great thing? The New Japan or wherever he was. I think it was New Japan. Mm-hmm. All that stuff was fucking great. His little fun. Flips and shit uh, match with Ricochet yep. and the Willers well, and now yeah,
0: and now you're not likely to get a spot in WWE, especially with yeah. their flips and shit because of that. So, because yeah, you already had that problem in WWE anyway. Yeah, that's dork. the reason he's gone from WWE. I don't know. Then October, Jamie Noble was stabbed outside of his home following a road rage incident. Noble was rushed to the hospital to be treated for a punctured lung. The attackers were rushed away from the scene by Noble's wife, who caught them right as they were attempting to cut Noble's throat. Ric Flair and Holly Berry were the subject of a heated debate when Flair publicly claimed to have had sex with Berry in the 1990s, something Berry adamantly denied, claiming she didn't even know who Ric Flair was. Sonny was arrested for violation of her probation that she received for her three DUIs. Page and ADR were again involved in yet another highly publicized controversial event as Del Rio was reportedly stabbed outside of a restaurant in what he claimed was a robbery attempt, though he declined to press charges after successfully defending himself in the attack, though he was treated for stab wounds to the arms. And Page was suspended for 60 days for her second violation of the WWE wellness policy, something her and her family publicly took issue with, saying she was merely taking prescribed medications that she did not properly file paperwork with WWE, fans in Chile turned riotous after Seth Rollins' autograph signing. The riots eventually turned to looting, and Rollins was escorted safely uh, out of the arena by security. TNA financials worsened as the state of Tennessee filed a tax lien against the company. American Express filed a lawsuit claiming over $250,000 in owed expenses. Audience of One Productions also filed a nearly $250,000 lawsuit for unpaid production services. And then company president Billy Corgan filed a lawsuit claiming he was not made aware of the extent of TNA's financial worries. When uh when he agreed to invest in the company. More reports put the company at over five million dollars in debt for back owed services and taxes. And Paige publicly proposed to her boyfriend Alberto Del Rio at a non WWE event, prompting the lawyers for Del Rio's current wife to pay to tell Paige to pay attention to the way Del Rio is treating his current wife and his children before rushing into marriage with him.
1: Uh, that Del Rio stabbing was a uh that's a drug deal going on. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a drug deal yeah. gone bad. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the, why you ain't pressing yeah. charges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Paige, could you be more white trash? I mean, you're already white. Stop acting well, whiter.
0: And what? Like, I can't believe that WWE was in any way, anything but furious about that. You went at another wrestling event, got in their ring with cameras rolling, and 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 proposed to a guy that's no longer that used to work for our company, but isn't like well i can't like i'm surprised she if she'll ever be back on wwe television
1: i hope she's not
0: I, I bet the only reason she would be is because i'm sure they made decent money off merch for her bye but you know man I mean? how well oh, if you're vince mcmahon and, and uh, i mean actually as vince mcmahon knowing his attitude about those kind of things like how is he not how was well, she not you not fired he, immediately well did you see what he did
1: to uh titus o'neill yeah yeah And I was just grabbing him after he thought cameras were
0: (laughs) off. Just insane. Yeah. I don't know. Bye. Mm -hmm. Get your chips and salsa and fucking go, Paige. (laughs) In November, Anthem Sports, the parent company for the Fight Network and Aerolux, entered into an agreement to serve as the new owners of TNA, uh, stabilizing the company, at least for now. And Billy Corgan's involvement was ended after reaching a settlement with the new owners to repay him of any due interest in the company. Sin Cara was involved in yet another physical altercation, this time with Chris Jericho, on a company tour bus in England. This being Sin Cara's fourth such altercation, WWE ordered him to attend anger management classes. Vader was involved in a near-fatal car rollover accident, giving him two black eyes and several bruises. Vader claimed he was unconscious for over a half an hour while trapped in the car. To make things worse, Vader was told a week later that due to congestive heart failure, he was expected to live only two more years. This diagnosis has been deemed less severe in recent weeks, however— Joey Styles was publicly shamed and fired from Evolve, where he made what was deemed to be misogynistic remarks during a company show. Styles claimed he made an impromptu statement while trying to ad lib during the show, and that he immediately apologized to the company, their investors, and the talent involved, and then requested to be let go. And James Ellsworth signed the most unlikely of WWE talent contracts. Uh, Joey Styles fired yeah. twice oh also in november wwe hall of famer donald trump won his election to become the 45th president of the united states in what is one of if not the most controversial u.s presidential elections in history yeah that happened what's december <laughs> you just want to move on huh? i do
1: not mm-hmm, want to talk
0: about that mm-hmm. Uh, he and lost
1: just, by two million fucking votes, but all of a sudden <laughs> we got some goddamn electoral college bullshit thing that was only in, uh, put in there to give uh, fucking um, entice slave states to give them more power to join the union back when fucking people didn't know how to make shoes and we're still going off of that bullshit electoral college. Go fuck
0: yourself. Yeah, yeah, That's it pisses shit. me off. And then December, Jimmy Snooker's retrial for his 1980s death of his then-girlfriend continued as it had throughout the year, even though he was deemed midway through 2016 to be medically fit-to-stand trial. The judge ordered new medical tests in December, despite claims from Snooka's current wife that Snooker will often escape hospice care under the misbelief that he needs to make an appearance for the WWE. Snooker is also rumored to have been diagnosed with terminal stomach cancer. Booker T announced he is running for mayor of Houston, Texas. Former WWE superstar Shad Gaspard stopped a would-be armed robber at a convenience store, and WWE announced they will crown a United Kingdom champion at the conclusion of a new UK championship tournament in 2017. That's a year in the news, man. So, what happened? Pa- so, Paige is addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Del
1: Rio is a bad drug dealer. Joey Styles sucks at talking when it's not about ECW.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a lot of injuries. Yeah, that's, yeah. There it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we have a worse version of Vince McMahon uh, as the president.
1: <laughs> Will be. Yeah. He's not the president Will right be. now. Will yeah.
0: be, yeah. Yeah. As the impending. President. Uh. So that was the news. Now let's get into some events, right? I'm going to go, I'm going to break down. uh, Break it down. Uh, uh, Yep. -hmm. yep, The mm pay-per-view slash special events and kind of give some of the highlights of each of those, right? January saw the Royal Rumble, which saw AJ Styles debut and Owens versus Ambrose in a last man standing match and Triple H winning the Royal Rumble. Now the AJ Styles debut obviously uh, worked out pretty well for them, don't you think? Loved it. Yeah. Then February rolled around and we had Fastlane. No, no, no Fastlane. And <laughs> Styles versus Jericho was the big match. And then they had a number one contender triple threat of Brock, Reigns, and Ambrose. It was pretty forgettable. March saw the first uh, roadblock of the year with Triple H retaining against Ambrose. It was kind of the only highlight of that. April. Now this is the big one. We had NXT TakeOver Dallas where American Alpha defeated the Revival for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Nakamura debuted against Sami Zayn in a Match of the Year candidate. And Asuka defeated Bayley for the NXT Women's Title. And Finn Balor retained against Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. And WrestleMania 32 saw Zack Ryder (coughs) win an IC Title Ladder Match. Charlotte defeated Sasha and Becky Lynch and named the Women's Champion ending the Divas Title. And Taker defeated Shane in the Hell in a Cell and Shane jumped from the cell in a a highly publicized spot, and Baron Corbin won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle role, and Roman Reigns defeated Triple H to win the WWE Championship.
1: That was all hype, no substance. That's what I yeah. think about WrestleMania. Well, the, Shaq was a part of it, too.
0: Yeah, uh, the TakeOver Dallas was a good deal. Well, that yeah, but that's
1: NXT. I'm saying yeah. WWE, Wrestlemania, oh, yeah, the no, it show. It all
0: sucked, yeah.
1: All hype, no go.
0: Yeah. The, the the I think the biggest, longest reigning thing to come out of that was the women's title being a thing now.
1: Yeah, that will be the crowning moment of that. And that Shane jumping off was insane as far as like, oh, my God, he really fucking did it. But everything else about that match fucking sucked. And then Roman Reigns getting booed out of the building. Mm -hmm.
0: 100,000 people saying, we don't want that. Then we had two events in May. Payback saw Simon Gotch give Enzo a concussion. And Roman Reigns defeated Styles. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated AJ Styles after Shane and Stephanie both restarted the match once each. Then Extreme Rules had Rusev beating Kalisto by submission for the U.S. title. Intercontinental. Rusev. Miz retained the Intercontinental title in a fatal four-way against Owen Zayn, and Cesaro, and Roman Reigns defeated AJ Styles to retain the WWE title, only to be pedigreed by a returning Seth Rollins. That IC match was amazing. Yes, yeah. Love that match. Yes. And then in June, we had NXT TakeOver The End, where Nakamura defeated Austin Aries. Samoa Joe retained the NXT title in a cage match against Finn Balor. And we had Money in the Bank, where AJ Styles defeated John Cena after Gallows and Anderson interfered. Dean Ambrose won the Money in the Bank over uh, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and Alberto Del Rio. And Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns to win the WWE Championship, only to immediately lose it when Ambrose cashed in that Money in the Bank. That is what happened. That is what happened. Uh, So all members of the Shield held the title there in a span of what? A minute. An and hour. A half. Yeah, yeah. Well, just even in a, uh, even in a couple minutes there, because what uh, Reigns had it yeah. right. Yeah,
1: and then Rollins, and then <laughs> yeah. Ambrose. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Then great. in July, like in July we had Battleground, where the brand extension was announced, but rosters were not yet determined. So any champions winning would would theoretically take it to their brand. And Dean Ambrose regained or retained the WWE title in a triple threat against Reigns and Rollins. That was another pretty forgettable deal i think other than ambrose winning so we knew wherever ambrose went
1: well and then uh that the week before or that week was the draft and so yeah. then everyone from smackdown rushed the ring and celebrated ambrose victory all uh yeah. sting over hogan Starcade 97 when yes. wcw all came ra- running out i thought that nice. was pretty cool i remember that moment
0: then in august we had nxt Takeover brooklyn 2 where the revival retained their nxt tag titles over champa and gargano Oscar retained the NXT Women's Title over Bailey and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. Then we had the SummerSlam. Slam. Sheamus and Cesaro kicked off their best of 7 series. AJ Styles defeated John Cena. John, uh, John Stewart returned to a much less impact than he had the previous year. Finn Balor defeated Seth Rollins for the new Universal title debuted earlier in the evening, though Baylor suffered a separated shoulder in the match, forcing him to vacate the title later that week. And Barack Lesnar defeated Randy Orton in a controversial finish that saw Orton busted open after many a vicious elbows to the head from Lesnar. Beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, beat the shit out of him, causing Chris Jericho to say, hey, what the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that real? <laughs> it it fooled Chris Jericho, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how impressive that was. Then in September we had two events. Backlash was the first SmackDown branded pay-per-view and saw a SmackDown Tag Team Tournament finals with Heath Slater and Rhino winning. AJ Styles defeated Dean Ambrose to win the WWE Championship. Then we had Clash of Champions which saw Cesaro and Sheamus wrestle to a tie in the final match of their best of 7, prompting Foley to make them a tag team the next night on Raw. Roman Reigns defeated Rusev to win the US title and Kevin Owens retained the Universal title over Rollins. So that was Ryan's brand slot. Yeah, that was uh, Right when the brand split was happening, you know, that and was AJ uh, Styles, and that was AJ Styles, yeah, and he's had it ever since. Um And we, we started seeing then that SmackDown was the better product, and we still see it now. We still see it now. Then October, we had No Mercy, where the main event kicked off the show with AJ Styles retaining the world title over Dean Ambrose and John Cena. Dolph Ziggler, with his career on the line, defeated the Miz to win the Intercontinental title. Heath Slater and Rhino retained the tag titles over the Usos, and Bray Wyatt defeated Randy Orton with the help of Luke Harper. And Hell in a Cell saw Roman Reigns retain the U.S. title over Rusev. Kevin Owens defeat Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the Universal title. Brian Kendrick defeat TJ Perkins to win the Cruiserweight title. And Charlotte defeated Sasha in the Hell in a Cell match to main event the show and win the Raw Women's Championship.
1: Women made of Bentine. That was the storyline from that month.
0: That was. And then in November, we saw NXT takeover Toronto with Bobby Roode defeating Ty Dillinger, the authors of Pain defeating Team 61 to win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, and TM. DI. What? It's not Team, it's TM. Yeah, TM 61. Oh, I thought you said team. No, like I, a, I may uh, have rolled it together. And then DIY, oh, yeah. otherwise known as Ciampa and Gargano, defeated the Revival for the NXT tag titles in a two falls to one in a two out of three falls match. And Oscar retained the NXT women's title over Mickie James. And Samoa Joe defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to win his second NXT championship. And Survivor Series saw Team Raw win the women's elimination match and the tag team elimination match. And Team SmackDown win the men's elimination match. Brian Kendrick retained the Cruiserweight title over Kalisto. Had Kalisto won, the Cruiserweights would have moved to SmackDown. And Goldberg squashed Brock Lesnar.
1: Yeah, but Shane McMahon got fucking knocked out hard. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. That was the moment. Fuck yeah. old Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and all the other bullshit. The fucking match was Raw <laughs> versus SmackDown men's. Now, the other two matches were good, too. But that was a fucking awesome match. That was great storytelling. You had a little mini Shield reunion. You had... uh Everything. It was great. Yeah. I that match. And then Shane fucking, oh, he's all dead, you know? That <laughs> uh, was fucking yeah.
0: cool. And then December, we had TLC with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton defeating Heath Slater and Rhino to win the SmackDown tag titles. Alexa Bliss defeated Becky Lynch in a tables match to win the SmackDown women's title. AJ Styles retained the WWE title in a TLC match against Dean Ambrose. And roadblock into the line saw Sheamus and Cesaro defend the New Day, or defeat the New Day for the Raw tag team titles, ending New Day's record for longest reign as tag champs. Sami Zayn lasted the full ten minute time limit in his match against Braun Strowman. Rich Swan retained the cruiserweight title in a triple threat against Brian Kendrick and T.J. Perkins. Charlotte defeated Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's title th- in uh, three falls to two in sudden death of a thirty man iron or thirty minute Iron Man match. Excuse me. And Kevin Owens retained his Universal title over Roman Reigns. That was the yeah year of events not terrible you know uh, there were it some happened. good highlights in there obviously there were some the,
1: great matches some yeah. spectacular matches some five yes. star if dave melter would have watched them from japan mm-hmm. and it was awesome loved the wrestling the storylines but the yeah. wrestling
0: meh, well, And Well, we'll get more into that as we give our table awards out later in the show but now let's do a quick year in review about us right Ooh, okay. Yeah, you like that. this? So January kicked off. We had episode 128, first episode of the year, where T Mac dubbed 2016 as the year of pro wrestling. And I think you were very prophetic in that. Yes, because it was. Right? And it is. Mm-hmm. And it will always be. Yeah. And also in January, we had episode 130 where we interviewed Craig Kieseman, who is now Niles Plonké in the NWL. And then in He fe- was
1: also the security guard he for Miz
0: on SmackDown. Yes, he was. Uh, and also owns a, a winery uh, that people have highly touted online uh, of some great wines. So, mm-hmm. uh, Windy Wine Companies. Check that out. In February. We had episode 133, where Rob Schamberger returned to the studio. We had episode 134, where Trevor Murdoch and Derek McQuinn talked about their new KC Pro Wrestling Training School. Episode 135, we interviewed Jake Witko of WrestleThon, which is a great event for, for the kiddos. And yeah, like a video telethon. games, right? Right, yeah, they play video games. And, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that again this year. Then in March, episode 136, we coined Two Abs T-Mac and discussed what you are more likely to see before you ever witness a Daniel Bryan body slam. Episode, oh, that was fun. <laughs> right? Episode 137 was the debut of R&B sensation Tommy Tsunami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come
1: on, girls. What's that baby? i to you.
0: <laughs> episode 139 had what I believe might be our final in-studio episode as T-Mac took a traveling job that would eventually see him nearly killed in the mean streets of Houston. We Got also, a gun pulled on me. Yeah. We also interviewed Dustin Kaufman about his new endeavor, Pro Wrestling Nightly. Yeah, we didn't get into a whole lot of that, too, because I think we tried to... Uh, we started no selling it at some point and then nobody ever asked about it, but yeah, you moved away and we're going to be traveling and you realized Mm -hmm. very quickly that they had kind of hoodwinked you into a position that they didn't really sell you the truth about.
1: Yeah, they were like, oh, no, 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 you're going to be traveling back and forth. But no, I was just staying there in fucking Houston, and I got a gun pulled on me twice. And they're like, no, that's what happened. Well, and like, they sold you, you on like,
0: doesn't. you're going to help us set up our new office locations, yeah, right? Yeah, in our new markets. That. And that was a matter of like driving around and taking notes on buildings. Yeah. And, yeah, and fuck that. Yeah, unbeknownst to the people who own them, hence the gun getting mm-hmm. pulled on you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fucking horrible. <laughs> Hated that job.
0: Hated then, it. Then in April we had episode one forty two where T Mac discussed how one of our loyal listeners had ovaries that looked similar to the Divas title. We had episode
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Uh,
0: Then episode one forty four where Rob Chamberger gave us his yearly breakdown of the WrestleMania festivities from behind the curtain. And then in May, episodes one forty five and one forty six, where we brought you the two new funniest moments episodes chronicling the hilarity of episodes fifty five through one hundred. Then in June, we saw episode 150, which celebrated 150 episodes in studio with the Iceman, who fell victim to a run-in by the Schamburgers of Doom and lost his coveted international dance championship to Katie Schamburger. It is also the episode where T Mac debuted his famous line, smell what I'm shitting. You smell what
1: I'm (laughs) (laughs) shitting.
0: And Iceman lost the, the, the He was until that moment, undefeated in an international dance champion contest.
1: Yeah, you got to get that back, Man.
0: You got to get it back. Episode 151, Joe Kelly made a second guest appearance on the show, and we all did the show naked. Yes, we did. Yes, we did the show yeah. naked. Episode 155, we had Jeremy Wyatt and Michael Strider in studio to discuss their upcoming Jeremy Wyatt retirement match that proved to be a brutal endeavor at Metro Pro Wrestling. That was a good interview.
2: Episode one fifty seven.
0: Episode okay. one fifty seven we celebrated our three year anniversary with in studio guests the Regal Twins and Sharkbait, a night that would eventually lead to the end of our ability to use the Cumulus Studios and thus my desire to remain employed by Cumulus. <laughs> 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 Got a call from them today, actually. We'll get into that later. Well about what? Uh, they were looking for some uh, John Well, I get a call from Chris Kobach and I just I'm like, Nope. Nope, <laughs> no. And then he text saying, "Hey, we're trying to find this uh, a recorded show that they did, you know." And I was going to text him later, and then John called, you know, the the production director over there, and so we just talked a little bit. But yep. Uh, in August, episode one fifty nine, T Mac discussed having to kick a girl to save his home. Episode... Oh my
1: gosh, yeah, he came yeah. in. I heard... uh-huh.
0: oh. yeah, I me nightmares for yeah. weeks. Uh huh. Episode 161 was a three-hour party episode with special in-studio guest Rated R as we reviewed SummerSlam. Rated R! Rated right R. I like that guy, man. I like that fucking guy. <laughs> He's a good guy. And in September, episode 164, the entire episode was done on Facebook Live from parts unknown as we were on the run from the evil corporation who was trying to silence the truth. Yes. yes. That was a fun, that was a fun time. Uh-huh. In episode 165, we were still on the run in parts unknown, this time from Papa Shango's basement, where he had a studio, his basement. It, yeah, it was nice. Uh, it had a lot of studio. books. Mm-hmm. A lot of books, and and people staring at us through the window, his minions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Pretty was good. weird. Yeah, but I he rushed it. us out of there. Miss that place. Then episode 166, we discussed needed changes as I assumed a new role as the commish. Yes. Yes. Which we'll get into later. Uh huh. And episode, uh, in October, episode 167 saw our final Cumulus Studio episode where we interviewed the legendary Dr. Tom Pritchard for his upcoming Metro Pro appearance. And that was a bootleg, man. We snuck in there and did that. (laughs) (laughs) Suck
1: it, Cumulus,
0: you piece of shit. Uh, And then episode. Then in November, episode 171 was a show where we were heavily distracted by an exciting game seven of the World Series.
1: That? Oh, what a good. Oh, the Cubs and the Indians. Mm-hmm. What a great year in sports too. Yeah. the Cubs won the World Series. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Cavaliers came back from being down three one against the greatest regular season basketball team of all time in yep. the Warriors to win their first NBA championship in 50 years for that city. Oh, my God. What uh, Cleveland. What a
0: great sports year for you guys. Yep. Also in November, we did a special NWL episode where we went to their offices where credentials as, as press for their press conferences and interviewed Blaine Meeks, Big Jack Foster, the Mile High Magnum, Dak Draper, and League President Major Baisden. That was a fun day. And uh, episode 172, where we brought you an entire show with zero political discussion following the highly controversial U.S. presidential election. I try not to
1: talk about it, but when you bring up that Trump, it gets my blood boiling. Mm-hmm. Then
0: this last month, December episode 175, saw the one show return of Cataclysmic to the emails. Ah, Cata. Last week we did our dear Santa, and today we're doing our year interview and New Year's resolutions. There we, it is. We had a eventful year this year on the Spanish Announce Table, man. A lot That's of changes, sweet. a lot of fun times. We had a lot of fun times. This was a year of transition for us. Yeah, a year of transition. That's right, and we're we're on our way. All right, so that is kind of our year in review. We will take a break now. We're going to come back and do some awarding, right? We're going to say who was great, mm-hmm. who sucked, in, in various in various categories. That's yes. when we return here to the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And
1: the most shoplifted food in the world is cheese.
2: Trending topics Ah! I a
0: It is another year of pro wrestling gone by on this our year in review and when you review the year you determine what was awesome and what wasn't, right? And that's where we're going to hand out some awards. We'll call them the Table Awards, I guess. We never really set it on a name for those things, and we don't really need them. Yeah, Table Awards. Table Awards sounds good. Let's just kick it off with... Let's just kick it off in the order that I haven't written here, huh? T-Mac, who was the best wrestler of 2016? I Okay, so let me say, there was a lot of good choices, right? Mm-hmm. You
1: had Miz, you had Nakamura... Uh, even though it's not my cup of tea, you could say Kenny Omega. You could say Martin. Sc- uh, what's his last name? Skurly. Martin Scurly. Uh You had uh, Will Ospreay yep. made a huge impact this year. Ricochet uh, yep. slash uh, Prince Puma. All mm-hmm. great. But I think. I don't think there's much debate as far as if you're really naming it, it's AJ Styles.
0: Yeah, and and I felt that same way, but I think I was just going to throw in Charlotte just uh, as mine, Ooh, just okay. because, you know, uh, same kind of thing, I think made a, a as big of an impact. AJ Styles made a big impact, but it was like, it, though it was unbelievable strictly because it's done in the WWE arena and we didn't think that would happen with AJ Styles, uh, for me, Charlotte reaching the level of stardom that she did is kind of just wow And women's wrestling period isn't really a thing done well in the entire industry so
1: oh that's a great choice yeah the the only reason i'm giving it to aj now i would have i didn't honestly consider charlotte Mm -hmm. that much even though she is the best heel in wwe right now um i just give it to aj uh, for the one reason, and that's because he started the year in New Japan and had arguably the best match of the year with Nakamura in, at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Yeah. And then had all of his great matches with Cena yeah. and Roman Reigns <laughs> and uh, well, Dean and I, Ambrose.
0: And I listed AJ Styles as an honorable mention. I figured you were going to go AJ Styles, so I think that's kind of why I went with Charlotte. Just, uh, you know, it's fun for the show. Well, then that's the flip side of that coin. T-Mac is who was the worst wrestler?
1: all right so i am changing this and i initially wrote dana brooke and that that's a great choice that's a good choice she she has the rhythm of a of a kid with uh, down syndrome and uh she can't talk because it sounds like she was taught english from a deaf person it was
0: the rhythm of a kid with down syndrome
1: yeah and uh and her body is slowly morphing into like a bath sud as she gets wider and wider with less muscle definition. Okay.
0: Um but And you got the one liners for days today, man. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I don't like her at all. I really don't. Um however, after we read the news, mm-hmm. I'm changing it. Yeah. It's Paige.
0: It's Paige, huh?
1: Paige had that horrible storyline with Charlotte where she brought up David Flair. Or, uh, it's it's not David. It's Reed Flair. Yeah, David Flair is right. still alive. Yeah, Excuse me. Reed, 11, right. correct. Me <laughs> seven, Reed brought up Reed Flair and then suspension and mm-hmm. fights. It just her stock is plummeted. She's now she was the first NXT girl really to come from NXT. Yeah, yeah to the main roster win the title from AJ and now she's an afterthought yeah like she has
0: done it, she was largely more... considered the kickoff of the divas revolution
1: and now what is she she's a she's sitting she's a on repulsion. the corner making yeah <laughs> she's sitting on the corner down in Tijuana making tamales asking for a fucking sunblock
0: well my worst wrestler and I was torn right so with my honorable mention I'm gonna give it to shining stars right oh okay all right Mm -hmm. but and i was gonna go with that until i was reminded just by chance by flipping through some news uh of who the worst wrestler of 2016 was and that was kurt fucking hawkins that guy sucks (laughs) his whole gimmick sucked and -hmm. just at least shining stars made me laugh once or twice but kurt hawkins was just a complete like what and and it's he came on late so maybe that that helped him win that but just uh yeah, terrible.
1: because the shining stars have a little bit of promise by taking advantage of the comic and dumb wrestlers on the roster, right? right. The R Truths, the Heath Slaters, the um, Gold Dust, the Ascension, the Vod Villains. Like they could take advantage of those people and have somewhat of a passable storyline. Kurt Hawkins, yeah, that's absolutely. Well, what is he? What's with the cane?
0: And what's with, like, what? bending over and talking from behind your nuts? Like, I don't understand what...
1: And, and your facts that are just rip-offs of Chuck Norris. And even if you want to say we never heard of Chuck Norris, like some people like to act that they've never heard of celebrities before. It's a rip-off of Matt Hardy version 2. Yeah. Or You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's so dumb. It's bad. All right. So, those were the wrestlers. What about the best match of the year, T-Mac? Okay. This was... I put this,
1: when we did a Facebook Live video of my favorite matches of all time, I put this, I believe, at number five. And this was, for me, hands down, the best match of the year. I watched this alone in my hotel room in Houston, Texas, and I stood up. I almost shut the computer because it was so good, and I called everyone. I called Anthony. I called my mom. I called Emily. I called (laughs) everyone about this match, and that is, from NXT... Sami Zayn versus Nakamura. Mm -hmm. That is the hype, the babyface versus babyface. You don't know exactly where they're going. The debut of Nakamura, the presentation, the glamour, the glitz, the comeback story of Sami Zayn, the selling on each part. They started a new chant from this match. It was fight forever.
0: Yeah, that's rare in this day and age.
1: A new chant started Mm -hmm. from this match. So, to it's the best match, and I'm going
0: to agree with you now. I just watched it for the first time last night, <laughs> but it, it's obvious to see why you were so adamant about it. A amazing match. I, I watched it while I was cutting my son's hair because he wanted a uh, you know just a, like a buzz cut. So I'm sitting there uh, trimming him and watching that to kind of keep him still. And uh it's a good thing it was a buzz cut cuz man I would have been screwing it up left and right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if I was trying to like really God, cut that match. So uh, but I so did have some great.
0: honorable mentions. Uh before that I was going to give it to Sasha and Charlotte in their Falls Count Anywhere from Raw. And a second honorable mention was the Ambrose Owens last man standing match.
1: My honorable mention if we're going to do an honorable mention was the SummerSlam uh John Cena AJ Styles. Yeah, match. that was a great I match really too. I really loved Yep, it. yep, yep. All right, then what was the worst match? this goes kind of on the promise of man this should be freaking great but it was a dud so that's where i'm giving this the worst match because yes you could i could show you a titus o'neill darren young match on sure, main event yeah. that was bad right but to
0: we're me, talking high profile matches that pulled up lane.
1: because of the high profile uh backing and push that this got and it fell yeah. flat on its face it's Dean Ambrose versus Y2J in that cage match with all of the yeah. gimmicks around. It was, they felt like they had to go and use it. It was long and drawn out. The crowd just felt uninterested. I felt uninterested. Now, it did have the thumbtacks, and that was pretty cool yeah. from yeah. Y2J taking it, but everything else just felt. Ooh so long and
0: dragged I, out and just boring and droning well then i don't know what this says about dean ambrose because i'm going to give it to dean ambrose also but it was the brock lesnar dean ambrose street fight at wrestlemania yes now that match was terrible because brock had no interest he, he was trying to mail it in because he had his fight coming up uh right. so he basically just did a dozen suplexes and called it a fucking day uh i mean it was just it was again it was It was hyped to be way better than it could have been great, but they just yeah a
1: a chainsaw that was never used, you know yeah it was very very
0: bad yeah Yeah. I agree yep yep all right well then let's move into storylines what did you think was the best storyline of 2016? All right, uh, I'll do an honorable mention. I've got three honorable mentions too. (laughs)
1: Okay, my honorable mention, and this is a true to. True to form storyline. My storyline, you can argue, isn't really a storyline. It's just a, a, a new wrinkle in mm. two characters. But my honorable mention is Charlotte versus uh, Sasha. Okay. Sasha. I thought, you know, again, kind of like what you said about Charlotte, bringing women's wrestling to where it is. These two women main evented the first ever pay-per-view for WWE as women, uh, their cage match. They, they had so many milestones that were really remarkable. It was great. To me, though, it fell a little flat and at times felt, oh, we switched title again? Cool. Yeah. Uh, so for me, my favorite storyline was uh, Chris Jericho and
0: Kevin Owens. Yes. Yeah. Best friends. I have them as an honorable mention because it is great. Another honorable mention I have was the Ziggler Miz IC title versus career storyline. Uh, I hmm. thought that was really well done. Uh, anything afterwards with Ziggler has failed to you know, in comparison. I think that was his one trick pony there. Yeah. Uh, my third honorable mention is James Ellsworth because people shit on it, but it made me tune in. I wanted to watch SmackDown to see what was happening next with James Ellsworth.
1: Of course, yes. Now, I a million percent. Agree. What I
0: consider the best storyline of twenty sixteen was Heath Slater's contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah? That's a great pick. Right? You forgot about yes. that one, didn't you? Because yeah. that was like, like, yeah. You are like, of course, Heath Slater's a. a did, like like a dork, and you and you're like ah, the guy doesn't deserve anything. But you felt bad for him. They kept like screwing him out of it, man. He didn't get drafted. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get drafted, and then they finally like oh here you go, and they steal it from him when he's injured and not feeling well. Like get out of here, assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then, what was your worst storyline of 2016?
1: All right. So here's some honorable mentions I'll give for uh-huh. this. Yeah. Uh, the Titus O'Neil brand.
0: Okay. Yeah, Uh, Titus Brand.
1: Yeah, Titus Brand. Uh, Dana Brooke being on the main roster. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of already shared my thoughts about her. Mm -hmm. But, and again, this is another thing where I thought, well, maybe, but then, and that's Darren Young. Let's make Darren Young great again. I hate this for, one, it's a play on Donald Trump. I hate everything that guy stands for. I don't like him. I don't want him parodied in any way. I don't like him parodied in my porn. I don't want him parodied in my pro wrestling. I don't want that man do not anywhere. would not in a box. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. I don't want that uh, that uh, that f- virus near me. To yeah, get him the fuck out. So I don't like it for that reason. Two, Darren Young just doesn't have charisma. He
0: sucks. Yeah.
1: He just doesn't have it. He seems like a great guy. guy.
0: Oh yeah, great guy. Heard the interviews. Amazing guy. Doing a lot of great things uh, for his causes, but just has a good look. Like he looks the part of a pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. Just
1: has zero charisma uh bob Backlund. we now as fun as it is to see him being crazy it yeah. kind of seems like now we're picking on him yeah like it doesn't seem fun anymore
0: yeah because with yeah. with Backlund, Backlund, his craziness feels legitimate and then it's like okay now you're taking advantage of it
1: right yeah and so i just i hated it hated it
0: so that was your worst storyline
1: worst storyline make darren young great again that
0: made an honorable mention for me what also made honorable mention was the Roman Reigns versus Triple H for the uh, Mania main event storyline. Mm-hmm. And the Undertaker Shane storyline also oh, made an honorable mention. Yes. But the worst storyline of 2016 was The Golden Truth.
2: Ugh. Worst.
0: Yeah. Worst. That was, just that terrible. Was so
1: bad. <laughs>
0: Nothing about that was good. Nothing. Just garbage, just the whole time. Ugh. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then let's move into promos we love promos what was your best promo 2016 all right i switched this up on you too oh did you so
1: yes so my honorable mention uh is one the paul Heyman promo after lesnar mm-hmm. lost to goldberg he fucking cried yes. for god's sake yes the 28 victims or 28 losers one victim mm-hmm. the, you know that whole thing i'm paraphrasing there yep uh mrs talking smacks uh talking smack promo yeah was groundbreaking it put that show on the map as yep. far as a must watch wwe show thought it was amazing but because i have such a soft spot for them i have their fucking socks it was the debut of enzo and Cass on monday night raw when they just cut down the dudley boys yeah they used- Every one liner. I got the gift of Gab, the gift of Jab. I'm a trash talker Skywalker. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put your lazy eye to work. All of it. Mm-hmm. It was the best. It was what I love about Enzo and Cass in a three minute form.
0: So I've got a lot of honorable mentions, right? Yeah. Enzo right, and thanks. Cass made one uh, with the no mic promo when they got the mic taken Oh, yes. Uh, Heyman crying was another one. Uh, Heyman on Raw uh, pre SummerSlam. Uh, shooting on the on the taker uh, when Brock was standing on the steel steps, mm-hmm. uh, gave that just just I mean like from the guts speech and it even popped Brock Lesnar. Uh, <clears throat> another honorable mention is the original beat up John Cena promo. Yes, that was so Great. fun. But the best I gave it to Miz on Talking Smack because it got the whole wrestling world talking. Like, whoa, was that real? Did Daniel Bryan really walk away? Because that was so. Whether or not all of it was scripted, so much of it was heartfelt. And just, just I've never seen The Miz so just like, God damn it, the Mm -hmm. fuck, man? Like, Mm -hmm. you fuckers forget about me? (laughs) Like, just, ugh. It was the best
1: of the it's the best the i'm pissed shoot? off at the, yeah yeah it's it's the best work shoot about the company promo mm-hmm. everyone tries it mcfoley tries it all the time uh sammy Zayn tried it on mcfoley i mean all these mm-hmm. guys are trying it, but miz hit a grand slam with yeah. that one loved it so what was your worst promo oh this poor guy uh. It's my Kalisto.
0: Yes, it's mine too. (laughs) Lucha things. Good good Lucha Lucha thing. And then he goes, God (laughs) damn it. And he just runs off. And he even said like he knew it. He's just like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, show's (laughs) live. Come on, Sid. Uh, yeah. No, we're live, brother. <laughs> it was so bad.
1: Uh, an honorable mention, I will say, is every Sa- Sasha Banks promo. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because yeah. she's just got uh, awful. Titus O'Neil uh, had a pretty bad one post-SummerSlam, too. He had a pretty bad one.
1: Again, Dana Brooke. Yeah. Uh, every time Maurice talked,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: that was a bad one. Um, the, <laughs> oh, the Pokemon thing. Go. Uh promos by golden truth that was very bad so yeah but i'm gonna go with i mean lucha things because it was funny that's why it's the
0: worst oh yeah all right so then what was the best moment of 2016 in pro wrestling
1: all right hold on before we get to best and worst moment i'm gonna name this as a moment and i'm so conflicted that i don't know where to put it but it deserves to be mentioned okay i'm putting broken matt hardy yeah yeah I yeah. don't know how I feel about we'll that. We'll just call that. When you look well, that's at a storyline.
0: We'll even say that's a storyline. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but
0: just it, it uh, was. But, it could be. It could be best and worst. <laughs> like, I right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So I don't know where to put it. But I,
1: when I look back on 2016, if we're still doing this show in 2018, yeah, I'm gonna look back and say that was when Matt Hardy. That was when. Jeff Hardy became Matt Hardy's brother. Yeah. Not Matt Hardy is Jeff right. Hardy's brother. That yeah, was Matt, the moment yeah. where it switched. And so, now I hated it initially. Well, no, I loved I've it, always but then I always thought it.
0: Matt Hardy was better than Jeff Hardy though. Always, but now that but, wasn't shared by yeah. by the community of wrestling fans, but yeah.
1: Well, I don't know how I feel about it, but it needs <sighs> to be mentioned. I mean, the yeah. the the lead in all of it. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's that. It's yeah. just this uh, uh, thing. Yeah.
0: What's the the landscaper's name? What the?
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. 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 He has a shirt on uh, pro wrestling tees. I can't remember it right now. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so that's just something I have to mention. But for me, there was an honorable mention, and the honorable mention was uh, Dean Ambrose cashing in because I do like the Shield. And I thought it was cool that three members of the Shield, within what, 10 minutes or whatever, an hour, however you want to say that, uh, were champs. Yeah. Right? I thought it was amazing. But because I had followed his career for so long and I was such a advocate for him on this podcast and to anyone else who had listened to me, it was when AJ Styles became the WWE champion. Okay. Right there. It was surreal. It was weird. It was great. It was bizarre. It
0: was fresh. It was new. Yeah. I loved it. Now, my best moment uh, wound up providing not much but i think the moment was the best moment of 2016 as far as in the moment and it was shane mcmahon returning to the wwe on raw i mean he's in tears we see vince mcmahon legitimately proud of someone Mm -hmm. uh the crowd's going nuts it was just one of those moments where you stopped and watched and went that's what this is about that's what wrestling is right so i gave that the best moment uh for that reason just because in the moment right like in the Definitely. moment, everything else was forgotten, and it's what's happening right now. So yeah. what was the worst moment, T-Mac? Well, for
1: me, and it's, again, because of the hype and because of the the uh, platform that you're on, uh-huh. and you have to hit a – you don't have to hit grand slams, and this is a baseball analogy. You don't have to – or better yet, you don't have to hit home runs, but sometimes you have to at least get a double, right, Right, to make it passable. And so when Roman Reigns won the championship from Triple H at WrestleMania, you can't have your show in that way.
0: You yeah. can't. You can't no have one him booing it. everybody out of the yeah.
1: Yeah, no one wanted it. And, and not, it was just forced. And it was everything that's wrong. It, For everything that you said that the Shane McMahon moment was, Roman Reigns winning at WrestleMania yeah. was everything wrong. It was force fed. I don't like this storyline telling that I that well, people were And it was
0: booze and they were unsolicited booze. They weren't like they were trying to get booze. He was the face, and right. everybody was booing him out of the building. Hundred thousand yep. people. Yep. <laughs> My worst moment of twenty sixteen has to go to the old day. That was terrible. It was like uh, a slow slicing of your wrists. It was. I was garbage. there. <laughs> yeah, I was you were there. there. Yeah, yeah. It was
1: so bad. I. Emily wanted to leave. It was so bad. I wanted to leave and (laughs) I wanted her to see the rest of the show. It was so bad. Uh, One other moment I wanted to mention, and this isn't really pro wrestling, but it dealt with a pro wrestler. But when they announced that Brock Lesnar was going to be returning to the UFC and the promo that they did with the uh, fade to black, Brock Lesnar snarl and then punching at the screen that got everyone excited. That was incredible. That was insane. His walk to the cage against Mark Hunt. It was incredible. Also, CM Punk walked to the cage and actually fought. Now, he shouldn't have. It was stupid. It was a failed experiment, but it was still a moment. It was still something that you watched. And so those are other two pro wrestling moments that I'll mention.
0: So those were our table awards. We asked people to email and give, <coughs> excuse me, give what they thought were their moments, wrestlers, yada yada yada. Um, people did that. Some people also emailed some other things. So we'll just read the emails as we normally would. So some people will talk about who they thought were the best wrestlers and whatnot, and some people will talk about some other things. But we kick them off as always. Never fail. As always. As always, with Katie the first lady. Every time, man. Every time. I don't even know why we would even do it different. She says, Boys, before I get into my picks uh, for best of the year, I want to quickly remind you. Three years ago this month, I started contributing to this show via email and hashtag tweet the table. And from Katie, I'm sorry to becoming the first lady. It's been an interesting three years to say the least. Now, on to the best superstars of 2016. The female has got to go to Charlotte. Let's face it, she is the face of the entire women's division. She has improved in her promos and knows how to make people loathe her, as evidenced in her rivalry with Sasha. And while we're on Sasha, I thought she was the worst this year. Not necessarily her fault, I just, uh, just think it's how she was booked this year. She has come off so weak, and hopefully she'll have a better 2017. But back to Charlotte, definitely female superstar of the year. Male superstar of the year. AJ Styles, what a year he has had from debuting in the Royal Rumble to defeating John Cena three times, and now WWE Champion. Who could have had a better year? And I'll just say that James Ellsworth was worst uh first for all the right reasons. Uh, worst at first for all the right reasons. Now I think he's starting to wear out his welcome. So, uh, match of the Hold year. On. I,
1: <laughs> I, I, I th- this James Ellsworth and Carmella thing has some legs. That's fun. I love fun. it.
0: I yeah. love it. If you go on our website i I recently uh, posted a SmackDown review, uh, and I talk about that that angle and where I think they should go with it uh, to kind of throw in a little extra wrinkle with it when when we're least expecting it. but check that out spanishnowstable.net Match of the year I'll go with John Cena versus AJ. Styles from SummerSlam. It was treated as an epic event and it was, and I really think Cena's time is coming up as the face of the company and will be done soon. Uh here's my picks for a moment. Goldberg defeating Lesnar in a minute and twenty seven. Uh the best storyline is Jericho. K.O. The best promo is Miz on talking smack against Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh what do you think on my picks? My predictions will be coming next week. Talk to you then later. Katie, the first lady. Yeah, she usually gives a what's gonna happen in the year predictions. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. We, we yeah, I'm expect, I'm <laughs> excited about that. Yeah, It'll give us
0: fun. a if if you remember, give us a rundown of what you predicted last year. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I liked her picks.
0: I, I thought all of those were good. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I can see all those. The Ellsworth thing, I, I think it's. I think people aren't. Yeah, I mean Ellsworth. I can see how he rubs some people the wrong way, but I think they're not delving into the character and storyline possibilities that Ellsworth can can have and can use for long periods of time with multiple people.
1: I also think it's the part of you know when something. Uh, Original becomes cool super quick, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's great." But then when you hear that everyone likes it, then you're like, "No, no, 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 no."
2: Yeah,
0: I
1: think we're we'll getting to that. No, no,
0: no. Everyone we're getting a hipster it blowback three, kind of right.
1: Them. It was my three Ps two weeks in a row.
0: Yeah, and no one said it, it shouldn't have been. You know, we never got <laughs> right. any
1: bad uh pr as far as like oh take that off so i mean there was a moment where we all loved him so i don't Mm -hmm. i think saying him that he's the worst is a little bit overstated
2: yeah yeah all right
1: all right so the next guy
0: we have is chris mercato pause chris mercato k-state winning the damn texas bowl yesterday over texas a&m first of all that game was chippy Man, I thought a fight was going to break out. Uh, One of our guys teabagged another guy and got a a 15-yard penalty. I don't know if you – like, he threw him down, right, and then was, like, standing over him talking shit, and he just, like, bloop, dropped down on him, and then the guy punched him in the nuts. Uh, It was a fun game, fun game, Uh, good times. K-State, of course, the victors, as I mean, expected, of course. Don't say as always. Uh, Yeah, well, no, not as always. They usually lose bowl games. Uh, So that was fun to see, and they've got a lot returning next year. Be a good good year. What about Bill Snyder? We don't know. We don't know. Don't know. This was his youngest team ever. Ever. Yeah, and they won nine games. Wow. Yeah.
1: I like it. All right, here we go. Here's my year-end winners for the year that was 2016. Mm -hmm. Best wrestler, AJ Styles. He had a phenomenal year. Worst Mm -hmm. wrestler, James Ellsworth. I've had enough of that offspring fanatic <laughs> yeah. match of the year DIY versus mm. the re- revival NXT takeover Good Toronto. Choice. Yeah, it was a classic and, match, and a said.
0: classic match like as a wrestling match too. like it, it wasn't mm-hmm. about the hype surrounding it, although there was hype surrounding it, but the in-ring wrestling of that match was great.
1: Storyline of the year, Sasha Banks and Charlotte. They made history multiple times and put on some incredible matches. Promo of the year and again we're going to hear this one. The Miz on talking smack. This solidified him as the top heel on SmackDown Live.
0: Uh, he's doing some of his best work right now. Yeah. Just so. doing his, but not even some, doing his best work right now.
1: Do well oh, and even to go a little bit more than that, doing some of the best work. Yeah, not of just the best him. work,
0: yeah, right. Yeah.
1: All right, here's a fun here's a fun one. Moment Captain Awesome becoming the commish
0: <laughs> thats awesome.
1: <laughs> but if he, I had to pick a wrestling one, you don't have to. I'd have to say it was all the broken Matt Hardy stuff. Yeah, was pretty wacky, silly, and entertaining to watch.
0: I'm gonna binge watch it all because I've seen like just little bits and pieces, but now I want to like set up the whole portfolio and just watch it. I'm gonna spend like a, a night, you know, and just watch it all. They get did a drunk. whole episode where, like,
1: <laughs> the title match and everything was at the compound. Mm-hmm. Maybe
0: incredible. that's what we should do. We should do a relapse episode, get drunk, and watch the entire portfolio of the broken Matt Hardy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: Mm. Yes. 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 I'm down a million percent for that. <laughs> yes. All right, that's all for this week. Have a great New Year's. See you guys in
0: 2017. Adios. Chris Macato. I like that fucking guy. Uh, So do I. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right, let's move on to, um, I don't know if I've heard of this guy. Who? Uh, He says, hey, yo, Kata is back with another email. So let's do this. Cataclysmic. Uh, i like that fucking guy i like that fucking guy too what is up captain turd and Tech mac it's Santa! so i got a serious question to ask why is it we all acknowledge rocky johnson as the first black tag team champion alongside his partner tony atlas but every time people argue about black wwe champions they say rocky johnson's son the rock doesn't count Rocky Johnson is a black Polynesian man who married a black Polynesian woman who gave birth to a black Polynesian man who went on to become the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. Sure, The Rock isn't as black as, say, Mark Henry, but black nonetheless. I think some of that is, uh, and this is kind of where some of my work with the commission goes, is um, why are we measuring this? All races, it's a spectrum to begin with, damn it. Like... True. You know, I mean, there, I are the are, is, there are some people who are there are some people who are African American, right? True. And they are yes. lighter than some white people that I know, right? Like, I right.
1: mean, yes, 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 yes. I think this is where the the critique of saying uh, the Rock is the first African American champ. Uh, not even that. It's what he aden- identifies mm. with. I think he would also. I think he would say he's an African American, but from what he presents on social Simone. media, he is Simone. If yeah. I didn't tell you. That he has a black yeah. father, I'm going to assume because you have you guys all have brains. You're going to say mm-hmm. that's a Samoan. Yeah,
0: man. the traditional, especially from the American point of view, when we say black, right? If we're gonna have a black champion or a black president or a black whatever, right? It's coming from that that I'll, I'll even say urban or you know, it's 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 a cultural thing in that regard, or it or they would throw in African. In that Mm -hmm. mix, I think, you know, but that's where they get into it's that African and then the African-American heritage, which rock does not identify with, as you've said. Right. Like that's what I that's
1: my only thing about why I think some people say he's not the first African-American champ, even though he is, is because he at least publicly doesn't show that he identifies with anything but Samoan. It's very similar to Mariah Carey. Right. Mariah Carey. Very famous singer. She has a black uh, parent mm-hmm. but she identifies as a white woman mm-hmm. so get what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so i think it's a lot like that with the rock but that's just my opinion and i think that's where the criticism comes from or not criticism but critique when people say that but being technical being real being 100 percent honest yes he was yeah. i believe the first african-american uh, heavyweight champ
0: Okay. And he says, I do feel WWE could and should have more black WWE world champions, but to say they've never had a black world champion is egregious, in my opinion. Speaking of The Rock, I went and saw Moana the other day. Very cool movie. Visually beautiful with the island setting, and The Rock can cut quite the tune. Highly recommended. Anyways, I saw you guys tweet about the best and worst of 2016, so I thought I'd seize the opportunity, like T-Max seizes Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Put them down, Mackie, and think about your waistline.
1: I had Anyways. eight of them today.
0: <laughs> Jesus, Are you serious? Yes, I am. Had a whole bag. I'll show you. Much. Look. <laughs> Are these like the little ones, or like the damn? Oh yeah, the little. Ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Six. So that, that seems ag- better. All right. Yeah. 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 That's like having act like two actual peanut butter cups. That's exactly. Like... But still, headache. Anyways, I thought I'd break these down into two categories: WWE and non-WWE. Yay! I like this. So here we go. Best of WWE 2016 match: Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura from NXT Takeover Dallas. Promo Miz on talking smack, moment Daniel Bryan retirement, wrestler AJ Styles and storyline Jericho and the list, worst of WWE 2016 promo Kalista's lucha things promo after being drafted, storyline Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, wrestler this is a good one Mojo Rawley. Moment, old day segment on Raw. And match, Golden Truth versus Brizongo from Money in the Bank. Non-WWE best of 2016 promo, Kenny Omega G1 victory promo. Match, Omega versus, is it Naito? Day one, G1 climax, day 18. Hold on, is the Kenny Omega G1 thing, is
1: that... the Kenny Omega promo, <coughs> is that when uh, he turned on AJ Styles and they kicked him out of the Bullet Club? Oh, geez, I don't
0: know. I remember that. I don't know. Yeah, Best moment, non-WWE of 2016, Adam Cole joins the Bullet Club. Best storyline, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. And best wrestler, non-WWE 2016, Will Ospreay. Ah, uh,
1: non- okay.
0: Non- <laughs> Non-WWE worst of 2016. Moment, worst moment, non-WWE 2016, Bone Soldier joining the Bullet Club match toru yano versus yoshihashi g1 climax day 18 promo post match kevin sullivan at roh best in the world oh yeah that would have to suck i don't even see it i can tell you that would suck storyline all night express and the cabinet in roh and a worse wrestler huh what was the promo post match kevin sullivan at roh best in the world Kevin Sullivan, the Taskmaster. Exactly. That's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm saying. the don't fuck have is to suck. he still doing around? Didn't and, he kill the Benwas? And yeah, <laughs> uh, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> and the non WWE worst wrestler of 2016 uh, is this. Uh, I don't even know how you say this, R- Rusuki Taguchi? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Dana. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it's Atlanta. anyway i'm off to finish smackdown later chumps set up come back out <laughs> that was a good bunch of list in there i like that there it is Gotta. all right let's keep mowing it through here we go <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: what's up gentlemen it's me it's me it's b double oh yeah d like well, that fucking guy <laughs> well the year is just about up and i for one can't wait to say goodbye to 2016. And it were, 2016 was ass. Yeah. But thank the God But thank the good Lord for the Spanish announced table, always there to lift my spirits every Thursday or Friday or sometimes Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> well, here goes my list. Uh. Side note, I have a horrendous memory, and some of my feelings change week to week as it is. but here we go. Best wrestler, A.J. Styles. Hands down. Yeah. Worst wrestler. I'm going to lump tag teams as one unit, so I'll say, so I'll have to go with the Shining Stars.
0: Oh, God, of course.
1: Best match Sami Zayn versus Nakamura at NXT TakeOver. Mm-hmm. One of the few I've actually gone back and watched more than once.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I rarely do that too, but yeah, I want to see this one again. Yeah.
1: Worst match Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar at Mania. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean what they were were bad. For me, it's more about build-up versus payoff. When you think of the lunatic versus the beast in an asylum match, you were expecting mayhem. We were expecting fireworks, and all they gave us were sparklers. (laughs) Best storyline. Not too easy in 2016, but I'd have to say the overall evolution of AJ from Superface at Mania to possible number one heel champ by the end. Good point. Good point. Worst storyline, Ellsworth. Sorry, hated it. (laughs) Hey, you're entitled. Yep. Best promo, and there's a star or asterisk, I should say, asterisk, insert any Heyman promo
0: here. Okay, any.
1: Worst promo, Sasha's promo two weeks ago after the pay-per-view. Ouch. Yeah, that was bad. Best moment, Nakamura's debut. Hmm worst moment maybe cheating but i'd have to lump it lump it as all the injuries makes me wonder what could have been
0: true yeah there's a lot of injuries this year
1: that's it for me guys wishing you a great new year and looking forward to 2017 stay strong and since i won't want to since i want to end 2016 on a positive note never give up b double d out son Sent for my own
0: phone. <laughs> B double, man. It's good. All right. Our final emailer. Okay? It's been one we haven't heard from in a while. It's Nels. Yeah? Nels? I haven't heard from Nels in a long time, man. I'm excited I like for this. that fucking guy too. I like that fucking guy. He says, Seasons greetings, fuckos. I took a break from Bong Hits and Boot Time to drop a year-in list. I've cut myself off all internet to focus on creating, so I haven't been keeping up with you guys. Ironically or unironically, the last time I listened was when you made your little going PG announcement. Hmm. All right, we're not PG. We just can't be NC-17, is what we said. Yeah, we're rated
1: R, but we can't be NC-17.
0: Think of it that way. Yeah. There we go. One, TJ Parker is so fucking corny, he ruined the dab. Dude, give it up. Politician's done that shit already. Perkins. Yeah, TJ Perkins. Yeah, he wrote Parker, but yeah, Perkins. Two, one of my favorite things this year has been Jericho Owens. Obviously, Jericho is doing his best work right now. The dynamic of Owens never defending clean is going to set up great for a Mania match, and hopefully it gets big enough that the title will go somewhere else. Jericho, don't forget, I was on this list shit way before you. I started this motherfucking list shit, and this is the thanks I get? (laughs) Three. Ambrose has gotten cheesy to me, too. What's his face? I hate the jobber angle, dude. I can't even remember his stupid-ass name. He's talking Ellsworth? Mm-hmm. So Santa comes to town, right? He makes lists, runs over grandmas, kisses moms, breaks into people's houses at night, watches them sleep. Sounds more like a sex offender than anything to me. Think about it, yo. He's famous for having kids sit on his lap. Suspect. Number five. <laughs> Five, it's not often that we get to see history. Shout out New Day for breaking the record. It's going to be a very long time before we see someone else do that. Six, Foley is one of the worst things on Raw. I love him. He's an icon, but it seems like he's phoning it in. In a year where I've been more unsure what's real and not uh, a good thing, I'm certainly, I don't believe Foley. Awesome to see him jumping around, though, considering he couldn't even walk a couple years back. Seven, SmackDown over Raw. It breaks my heart 100%. But SDL has been my favorite show to watch since the split. Raw is good, but there's too much BS. SDL is just the right amount of BS for me. Number eight, the Cruiserweights do nothing for me. I've seen all the flips and shit. Tell me a story. Even early 2000s, Cruiserweights were my bathroom breaks. It seems like it's getting there, but they're, if they're on Raw, it needs to be Raw. Not an, and here's a 205 Live interlude. Number nine, Miz, man. Maybe superstar of the year for me. I'm in love with everything about him right now. Peep the stickers on the IC title, a la Ohio State's helmets. I hope I use a la right. 10. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. I think you did. I didn't notice the stickers. Yeah, Ten. he puts them on every time. That's great. 10. Natty just shitted on Nikki, yo. Damn, stop being so down on yourself, girl. Black men everywhere love you. Yo, sister, fine as fuck, though. Hell yeah, I watch Total Divas every episode. Believe that, Playa. Fuck you, Roman. That was Teddy's long ca- or Teddy Long's catchphrase before it was yours. Eleven, <laughs> believe that. Yeah, that's right. Eleven. Speaking of Roman, I swear to God, this all better be leading to a Roman turn on Rollins next year. Get them all buddy buddy again, and then boom, chair to the back. Rollins versus Triple H at Mania. Roman screws Rollins. Called it. Twelve. I'm leaving you with this. From day one, that was Cena's catchphrase in the early days. Soon, uh, since he started rapping. I'm 14, 15 at the time. I ate that shit up. He jumped to the top. I've been rocking with him from day one. I instinctively throw my threes in the air when the opening chord of a song hits. Even when I'm not feeling him, I accept that John Cena is my favorite wrestler of all time. This is pre tonight's SmackDown, and I'm so stoked for us uh, for tonight. It's Insanity. Long live Cena. Well, guys, it's time for me to go back to my cave full of sour diesel and composition notebooks. I hope all is well. If all goes as planned, me and a buddy may start a wrestling podcast of our own. I got to fuck with the guy that you advertise all the time. Who? Mike Jones? I don't know. Fuck it. I don't even know what he's saying there.
1: I don't even know what he says Who either. you advertise
0: luck. Him? <laughs> Got these projects coming out next year. Keep the lookout for black hoodie music and rapping for dummies volume one. I know I have a signature yeah. thing that I say right here, but I forgot what it is. Gang, gang, Nels.
1: <laughs> gang, gang. Yeah, gang, gang. Gang, gang. <laughs> That's great.
0: Nels, man. I like that fucking guy. He should come around more often, man. That's my favorite way to end an, uh, any
1: email. Gang, gang.
0: <laughs> so, all right, let's take a break. That was a fun kind of recap over what everybody thought was good and what was bad. <laughs> All right, well, team <laughs> that composes himself. We will take a break and we're going to come back and do. Uh, we're going to tell you what's what's going to happen the next year. We're going to give some New Year's resolutions when gang, we return. <laughs> when we return to the Spanish announce table, which is on Spanishnouncetable.net. And if you don't know what
1: gang gang is, look it up, Google it. But anyhow, Libya is the hottest country in the world. TradingTopicsNetwork.com. yeah
0: yeah Yeah. last battle rapper 2016 team mac go whatever happened to
1: um (laughs) the usos they turned heel they did awesome they're pretty great and then just no storyline for them
0: yeah well the one got hurt right yeah but still come on yeah, because they were doing great as heels, man. I was like, wow, this—you know—I didn't know they had it in them. But, mm. Yeah, I think they just got lost in the fold of everything else happening on SmackDown, especially when the, when the one got injured. And
1: it's going to be very interesting to see Phase Two of SmackDown. I still think we're in Phase One, of yeah. uh, like that initial push. And I yeah. think after Rumble, it's going to be interesting to see where they go yeah, from cause, there. Because
0: uh, because all the storylines are still kind of the same storylines they started with, right? Yeah. So they knew it was coming. They had a bunch of ideas. Will they be able to keep it rolling? I don't know. At Mac, it's it's the end of the year. And as people tend to do, they, they make resolutions, right? How they're going to better themselves or their situations coming up for the for the coming year. And we're no different here on the Spanish Announce Table, but we're going to keep it centered around wrestling. So we're going to give three New Year's resolutions for pro wrestling 2017. Uh, uh, side note. You, early on, coined 2016 the year of pro wrestling, and I think it turned out to be the year of pro wrestling. So I would really appreciate it if you would make 2017 the year of the Spanish announce table. That would be nice. But before we get into that, let's review what our New Year's resolutions were last year for coming into 2016. Oh, God. -hmm.
1: Okay, let's see. We'll start with T-Mac,
0: right? We'll start with T-Mac. Your first one was to watch more pro wrestling outside of the WWE, and I feel like you've done that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I watched the fucking, all the Matt Hardy <coughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. I watched the Ricochet. That's another moment that should be uh, mentioned as far as, I don't know if it was bad or good because of the reaction you had from mm-hmm, it, but mm-hmm. the ricochet spray match. Mm-hmm. I watched all of PWG, day one, day two, and day three. Yeah, I did, with Chris yeah. Hero all those fucking nice. guys. Chris Hero, Jesus Christ, fucking run. Or put on <laughs> pants. Something. Yeah, he's a whoop. Yeah, he's that.
0: Still got the music Um, on.
1: So yeah, I did that. I think I did that. (laughs) I did it more so than 2000.
0: Yeah, what I meant to say about Chris Hero is... uh, He's fat! That's what I meant to say. Well, mine was to watch more NXT and SmackDown, and I'm going to put that down as a fail, because I didn't watch hardly any NXT, and I only started watching SmackDown when it became what it is now, which wasn't what it was when I said it would be... So I feel like I failed on that one, so hopefully I'll do better on my first resolution uh, for 2017, your second New Year's resolution... For 2016, was to be less critical of the product and remember that it's entertainment, not open heart surgery, where if you make a mistake, you die. How do you feel you did on that one?
2: Yeah,
1: I failed that one.
0: Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. I was definitely, I think you started off the year better, but yeah, you know, you kind of went into it. But there was a lot to to get, you know? Yeah. I, I think, I feel like you're very passionate about it and you see the perfection it could be. Uh, you know, I love or, it, or, I love so I expect know, more right. mm-hmm. Mine was to watch wrestling on a week-to-week basis And what I meant was avoid setting myself up for letdowns When what I want to happen didn't happen So stop mm-hmm. thinking about, here's how the storyline should go And I feel like I did that pretty good uh, Mostly because I didn't have much of an option <laughs> Once again, busy And really could only kind of catch the shows And just take it in when I was taking it in And not give too much thought about it, so other than when we sat down and did this show. so uh, I feel like I did that, but less out of my own effort and more out of happenstance. Now, your third resolution for 2016 was to get a sponsor for the Spanish announce table because we need to get paid.
1: Almost have it.
0: Almost have it. We, we do have some preliminary negotiations going on. Hopefully that works out well. My third resolution. And I'm happy to say I met this resolution was to send out those damn shirts. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. And I did it like last month, but I did it (laughs)
1: still accomplished.
0: Yeah. Check done. That's great. Good for you. Yeah. So that was our new year's resolutions for 2016. And that's how we fared. Now let's roll into 2017. I'll kick it off. I want to take time to enjoy the in-ring product more. I spend a whole lot of time and effort on the storylines and the character work and that kind of stuff, but there's a very good art form happening in these in-ring matches, and I tend to kind of forego that, and sometimes based on the time that I have, but I need to make some more time to, to focus on that, so I'm going to do that.
1: I like that. Yeah. I will... My, new, my first New Year's resolution is to watch... One of the major shows from each other promotion that includes Ring of Honor, TNA, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. So Wrestle Kingdom, Slammiversary, and I don't know what Ring of Honor's is.
0: Death in the world. Death
1: before Dishonor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's mine. I'm gonna watch okay. the I'm gonna watch the big one. From the three other promotions, I gotcha. Their uh, WrestleMania. A
0: second one I have is similar to that, but I'm going to watch a non WWE wrestling show at least once a month. Right, so you I'm going to catch. So I'm going to catch an ROH or an Impact or a New you Japan. Uh, but I'm going to set it once a month. I'm going to make sure I try to catch at least one and kind of see what else is out there, so I know what the rest of the world is doing.
1: Now, do you mean match or whole
0: show? No, just a show. It doesn't even have to be like their pay per view, but that's likely what I'll do. Whatever they're big, you know. But you won't do that. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. You just once watched Savings 89. Man, I set the once a month, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you, like uh, come on. Good luck. <laughs> I know it's going to be like the 30th of the month. I'm like, shit. Yeah. What, what did ROH do this month?
1: <laughs> All right. My second one. And this one's pretty easy, but I feel like it's important as to be a more well rounded pro wrestling fan. And that's <laughs> to attend at least three non WWE shows in person
0: Mm. yes I think we'll have a few more opportunities to do that Mm -hmm. Uh, hopefully Uh, hopefully that will help tie into uh, 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 one of our unmet resolutions (laughs) last year we'll see Uh, my third resolution is to produce more regular non podcast content for our websites and social media so I'm talking videos articles those kind of things. I've started to do a little bit of that already. Pro. I do got to go pro now. Uh, I put up some articles uh, yesterday and today. Uh, I'm going to try to kick up some more of that because the podcast is fun and the podcast is great, but the podcast can keep us stale. Uh, so I'm going to try to uh, put it to that. That's my resolution for you, the listener. Huh? Ooh. Yeah.
1: Give them ownership of mm-hmm. one of your resolutions. Yeah. I like that.
0: So keep, right, keep, me, keep me, Keep me honest the- about that. If I'm not giving you it. Let me know. Yeah, say something. Yeah. If you see something, say something. Yeah, if you Just don't like see something, say something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? I
1: was going to say like rape.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. See something, say something. Well, right. yeah. if you
1: see something, let us know if you like You're
0: it. You're right, yeah, that too, yeah. If you see something, say something. Hmm?
1: All right, my third one, and this is a big one because it's even bigger than getting a sponsor, which we almost did twice. Remember we had uh, Heel Ziggler there for a second? Yep. And then uh, we're almost on this one. Yeah, we're hoping.
0: Yep, we've had some preliminary negotiations, but right now they're stalled due to uh, uh, someone's vacation. Travel that works out. Yep.
1: Um, but mine is to have Spanish announce table open up their own store on
0: prowrestlingtees.com. dot com. Yeah, we are pretty close to being eligible. Uh, See. Yep, I like that. Yeah. So, all right. There it is. That's the resolutions. Will we keep them? Will we exceed them? Only time will tell. But before we leave each week, as we've done all year and even prior to this year, and we will continue to do coming into 2017, is T-Mac's resolutions then were to remain positive and patient about pro wrestling. And in the last couple of weeks of 2016, the year of pro wrestling, he's decided not even to be patient. He's going to be all positive. So, All positive. so each week he's been giving us three things that he found positive on pro wrestling. T-Mac, what's yep. P1? Uh,
1: did you see Alexa Bliss's elbow?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: How gross was that? Yeah. And cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good little wrinkle. I like that. Yeah. Well, that means she's been flips. holding that and waiting for that.
1: Yeah. Fuck your flips. I want to see more dislocated elbows. Mm-hmm. That gets you over.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, kid. Yeah. Dislocate your elbow. I don't care if you can do a 360 splash. That's P one.
0: Listening shark bait. All right. <laughs> yeah, you listening to
1: there, Tony Side Salad. All right, Tony Tickets. Tony, Tony Tickets. Yes. Yes. Tony Mancini, maybe. What? What? Okay. Uh, number two. It's the elevation of Baron Corbin. How much did? Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles put over Baron Corbin yeah. as fucking man.
0: I like that. Good. In
1: that one match, well, he, need...
0: he looked like the main eventer. Yeah, they do need some more, like I feel like they do need some more main event level guys on that Smackdown. And who else, who better than that fits the part? Now man.
1: we're gonna see next week if he still is in that spot, but for at least the end of the year, he looks like he's in that spot. That yeah. main event spot. So I love it. Right. And he's from Kansas City. Yeah. And he almost kicked your ass. He did. Yeah. (laughs) It's been great. Yeah. All right. And third, and this is my positive, so CADA. I don't care that he lives a healthy life and he's doing what he loves. Blah, 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 blah. I still don't like him. So I thought it was awesome when Stephanie McMahon said, if you can keep that CM Punk chant going for another two minutes and 14 seconds, you'd last one second longer than he did. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's fucking great. That was great. Because you know what? One thing I want to point out about this CM Punk stuff, that the Cataclysmics and others, it's not just Cataclysmic, others in the world – like to do with cm punk they like to treat him as like a he's doing what he loves and you know i don't care that you're mean to him he's just going out there and he's pursuing what's on his heart well you know what when hulk hogan had his bullshit who was the first one to jump on that bandwagon and say he was a piece of shit cm punk yeah right cm punk is the first one if not at least second to jump on someone when he doesn't oh, yeah. like them, right? He throws stones and then we yell, oh, faster so than great. anybody. CM yep. Punk does it. Blah, 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 blah. But now we can't do that to CM Punk? Nah, nah, nah.
0: Yeah, he made an entire career point, out of buddy. shitting on people.
1: Yeah, it's that a two-way hard. street. It goes both ways. So you got to be ready for it like lunch meat. So when you get shit on, too fucking bad. You smell what I'm shitting. You got to like it. Stephanie, you did great. You still need to work on – Stephanie still needs to work on – Leaving the ring, making the other talent as good as her, Yeah, she likes to really bury them, which it works for a Paul Heyman, because Paul Heyman can be like, I know how to recover and I can know I know how to do this, but for the Apollo Crews, the maybe Sammy Zanes of the world as far as
0: promo-wise that yeah. can't... Paul Heyman does it to set up a match, though. You know what I mean? Right. Like He does it in a way that'll sell tickets. She does it in a way that just shits on them in a regular week of Raw when there's nothing to lead into.
1: Right. Like when she scolded Charlotte for no apparent reason right. and just made her look weak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she needs to work on that. But anyhow, back to my three piece. Uh, number one, Alexa Bliss's elbow. That was incredible. It was a great photo sh- shot of the week. Number two, Baron Corbin. He's in that main event picture. And then the line of the week, Stephanie McMahon shitting on CM Punk. Ha ha. Chicago. Get over it. He's gone. It's three years. Bye bye.
0: Alright I like it man And I liked 2016 for the Spanish announce table At the very least And uh, exciting 2017 coming Maybe some good things for us in our future Maybe uh, some extra work for us in our future Who knows But we're going to stick to these resolutions We're going to try to make the show great Not again because it is great We're going to try to make the show continue to be great and uh, stay safe out there on your new year's festivities no drinking and driving that kind of thing Uber's easy to do people are willing to give you a ride home uh, stay safe so you can listen to Spanish table more right yes I love you guys you're right. my favorite and we will my be back thing of the week we'll be back next year on the Spanish table, which is on net. and the last fact of 2016
1: is More serial killers are born in November than any other month. Think about it. Trainingtopicsnetwork.com.